Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Podcast. This is our Super Bowl preview part one. We're gonna basically gonna break down the matchup between all the positions, you know, some key factors in the game, you know, that kind of stuff. Part two will be our betting preview, brought to you by our uh, gambler. <laughs> Here to my left, Scott Murphy. Got Nick across the table. Murphy to my right, and I am Mark. I am the host. Let's jump right into it. QB matchup. Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow. Who's going to have the better game? Uh, I, I get, I'm going with Stafford. I'm, I'm giving the edge to Stafford. I've been breaking down some stats throughout the day. I mean, he was 404 for 601 with a 67.2% completion percentage. He had uh, 4,886 yards, which ranked him third in the league. He had a 102.9 rating, 41 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. That would be second in touchdowns, tied for first, which isn't really a great thing for the interceptions. But, I mean, when you throw the ball the way he does, you're bound to throw some picks every now and then. That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Um, Burrow. 366 for 520, 70.4% completion percentage. That actually ranked first in the league. He had 4,611 yards, 108.3 rating. That was first in the league as well. Uh, Didn't throw the ball quite as much. He had 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. They basically have identical TD percentage ratings at 6.8 and 6.5 respectively. Uh, It's really close. It was really close to me, but I, I gave Stafford the edge basically because he has 13 years' experience in the league. Burrow has, I know it's his second year, but he missed almost half the year last year. That That's what gave the edge to me, to the Rams, was the experience. All right, Nick, in the battle of the former number one overall picks, who are you giving the edge to? I honestly can't really give an edge to either one of them. I think these two QBs are very evenly matched. I think Joe Burrow's probably playing a little bit better for this playoff so far. Matt Stafford probably has a little bit more experience, I guess, but I mean, his experience doesn't really count a whole lot because he hasn't done shit in the playoffs, and the playoffs is a different beast than the regular season. Sure, he was there before. This is Burrow's first rodeo. We didn't have Burrow's undefeated in the playoffs. Stafford... Lost his first two or three times that he went there with the Lions. It's a really tight matchup. I just think that I can't really pick an outright winner on this one. I think that's a stalemate with these two quarterbacks. Gun to your head, who are you taking? I guess I die. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a very good way to start. I, I personally don't think this is even close. I think Stafford is definitely the guy that's got the edge. I mean, this matchup is going to be pretty similar quarterback wise as. Burrow and Tannehill, I mean, Burrow was sacked 51 times in the regular season, which is in the NFL high, and I mean, he was sacked nine times against Tennessee. I think these guys are going to bring even more pressure than once against KC, though. I mean, I don't think he's seen nearly the pressure he's seen in the Titans, but I think this game, I mean, Miller and Donald, Floyd, like all these guys are going to be just down his throat. I, it's I don't understand how... I don't understand how he could potentially have the edge in this game. I I think for sure he's going to get overwhelmed very, very quick. But 
like we said earlier, he does have ice in his veins, and I expect him fully to make a large push, but I think the the ball's in Stafford's court. There's no Even with those Titans smashing him all day long and just getting to him every time, he's still had great stats that game. So, I mean, you can get the pressure on him. I mean, and it, don't get me wrong. I mean, if he keeps getting hit too much, it's eventually it's going to wear on him. This is the last game of the year, though, man. That guy's going to literally die on that fucking field to win right now. Yeah, I mean, nine sacks is, is a hell of a stat. You are right there. It, it, it's terrible, yeah. And I, so their their O-line was much better the last game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have the same rush defense that – or like pass rush that the Rams have. But, I mean, the Rams also haven't really been getting home lately. Like, they haven't been getting the sacks. They're getting the pressures, but they're not getting there. Anytime you're going against Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, I mean – it's got to be scary. It's got to be scary. Oh, I agree. It's scary for sure, but I think Burrow just might find a way to squeeze himself out of there. Well, I think the key is going to be for for that O-line to hold hold up and actually let him throw the ball. It sounds like he's back in Burrow. No. I, I, still... I put the gun to his head. He said he's going to die, <laughs> but it sounds like he's back in Burrow. He likes the glasses and the I coats. like both of them, man. Glock, glock, glock. <laughs> <laughs> Running back. To me, not really a... Tight race. I mean, Acres, Michelle, you can put them together, and I probably still have Ole Mix in ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Acres and Michelle have looked downright fucking terrible this playoffs. It's to me not even close. Mixon is far better of a running back, pass catcher, the whole works. I think, I think Burrow's going to have to find a way to utilize him to his his max. I think they're going to be shutting down some of their key receivers, and I think Mixon might be a key to the game, by far the, their best option this game. See, I'm the complete opposite. I, I don't think either one of these running backs really are going to have a huge effect on this game. I think this game is going to be one through the air. If it's one, I don't think mixing. He catches a few passes, which is a lot more than Akers is going to do. Like, Akers, in the playoffs so far, Akers is 18, averaging 18 carries, 50 yards a game, under two receptions. Nixon, 17 carries, 64 yards, four receptions, 35 yards. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's all right, but I mean, neither one of them are overwhelming numbers. I just don't think the running back is going to be the key factor to the game and winning it. But we're previewing the running back right now. So oh, Joe, Joe, who, Joe, who, Mi- who Joe Mixon for sure. I don't even think it's close. Like, Akers, I don't think he's performed well right now. He's still shaking the rust off from not playing all year, and you can tell. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm giving the edge to Mixon as well. The Bengals, Mixon, I mean... He has 42 receptions, 314 yards, and three touchdowns through the air. He's got uh, 292 attempts, 1,205 yards for an average of 4.1 yards per carry and 13 touchdowns on the season. I mean, Sonny Michelle was serviceable throughout the year. Numbers are not even remotely close to comparable. And uh, Akers, same thing, hasn't looked real good this year. In a limited time, but he's also a lot fresher than what Joe Mixon is. True. Joe Mixon has a lot of wear and tear on his body this year compared to what Akers does. He was a workhorse this year for them. 100%. And I'm giving the edge to him. But I think as a group, his backup and compare with him are not like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going, I'm going to give the edge to Mixon. So basically, as a team, L.A. probably has a better rush attack, but Mixon is guaranteed to be the better option between the two. Much better option, bigger difference maker. He gives you the catch on the backfield, which is something that Akers doesn't really offer a lot of. 
So moving into wide receiver, we're sitting here, you know, you got Jamar Chase, T, Higgins, Tyler Boyd on one side. You're sitting with Cup, Beckham, well, Cup and Beckham, Van Jefferson, he's there too. You know, he's hurt. He's hurt right now too. He's limited practice, so I'm sure he's in the stairs. Leading in the Super Bowl, though. I mean, yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play. But he'll, how, he'll play. how good is he at fifty percent? Not the greatest. It's he's it's, all right at a hundred. It's the Super Bowl at the end of the day. Like yeah. he ain't he no T.O. playing on one knee. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Where it's where it's the Super Bowl, all the attention is going to be on Odell and Cooper Cup. But that man, if Jefferson can get open for one playmaking catch, 25-yard touchdown run, just anything to get open, one catch is all could be the difference in this game. So, And that's where a guy like Bland's going to come into play. Yeah. But we're not talking about tight ends yet, though. Yeah, we haven't got that far yet. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at it. Look, breaking down numbers again, not going to get too much into detail with them. I couldn't can come to a consensus agreement. I'm giving it a push. There, It's about as even as it gets. I think top end, Cooper Cup, is the best receiver in the game, but I think T. Higgins is better than OBJ, and I think Tyler Boyd and Van Jefferson just kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Uh, they're going to do whatever they can to stop Cooper Cup from catching the ball. I mean, he's going to be the 2022 or whatever year this is. He's going to be the MVP this year. They're not going to let him catch the ball. I think Odell's slowly been working his way up to getting more and more targets every week. I think this is his game. I think you're going to see over 100 yards, two touchdowns. He's the man. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the other teams have probably thought in the last couple of weeks that, you know what, Cooper Cup's not going to be the guy to beat us. But he just keeps he keeps finding a way. He does hey, keep finding a way. He's, he's played 17 games this year and put up astronomical numbers. So there's a lot of teams that have not been able to stop him. He actually broke uh, Michael Irvin's 25-year-old record last week. By being uh, all-purpose yards? No, he put up 13 100-plus yard games this season, including wow. the playoffs. Wow. wow. That's incredible. That's yeah. So a lot of teams have tried to stop him. Very few have actually succeeded in doing so. So the big question is how many defenders will it take to stop him? Four? Three? I can, I can see some, some. I can see some. Definitely, he'll be in double teams. <laughs> you stare triple Maybe triple team, which, Christ, OBJ which definitely, it definitely opens up the field. For OBJ and Van Jefferson. It'll be, it'll be wide open. Oh, yeah. If you triple cover him, OBJ be fucking just standing there waiting for the pass. Yeah. So, I got Murph on a push. I got Nick favoring. You didn't even go to me yet. You got me going right now. Well, you should talk then. I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> waiting my turn. Scott just went. Uh, I got, I, I don't really, I mean, it seems close, but I don't, don't really think it is. If I'm looking at their averages of the playoffs, Cooper's eight receptions, 130 yards. Jamar Chase is 7-93, and 93, so, I mean, it's kind of close, but it's really not. And then OBJ is clear over T. Higgins right now. One more reception, 10 more yards per game. They don't really – OBJ is the better option there, too, in my opinion. And then, I mean, Van Jefferson versus Tyler Boyd, like, like Mercer, that's pretty much a wash. They're almost the same fucking player. So, I think, end of the day, just Cooper Cup and OBJ are the better one-two option than what Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are. And I think a big thing, too, is it's going to be – a battle of the, de- the defensive lines. I mean, how much time Stafford and how much time Burrow gets to throw is really going to decide the receivers in this game. I mean, if they don't have time to look at anybody, it's going to be a yeah. goddamn you can't hit, show. You can't hit Cup for a deep road if he's not going to have yeah. the time for the ball. There. Exactly. I mean, I think I definitely give LA in the the edge in that department. So 
that's why I would lean LA. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be. It's, it's definitely pretty close to call. Now the next, <laughs> the next position, depending on injury, they may not even play with tight ends. They may just cancel them all out altogether. <laughs> Yeah, I think the starter right now is Blanton out of L.A. And I have no idea who's Drew, there. Drew Sample. Yeah. Drew Sample sure. is, that's is that's the, the second-string tight end. What a household name that guy is. <laughs> yeah, I never even heard of him before this game. I mean, it's uh, – if Uzuma and Higby both play, I'm giving the edge to the Rams. I mean, cancel those two guys out, and it's Kendall Blanton and Drew Sample – I'm still going to give the edge to the Rams. I mean, he's their seasons are shit. Their seasons suck. They basically they were basically non-existent this year. But uh, in the playoffs, in this very small sample size, Kendall Blanton has better numbers. I'm giving the edge to the Rams. Nick, if Uzma's healthy, I think the way he's played the last few weeks, he's been the he's been the better tight end than Higby. Higby is good, though. It's pretty close that way, but I'm still saying Uzma. If it goes to the backups right now, at least Blanton had a few nice catches last week. So, I mean, sure, I guess he's going to end up being the edge there because I don't even know who this fucking sample guy is, man. Never heard of him before. No idea who he is. He's clearly a stud. But <laughs> I'm going to lean towards Blanton if the two starters can't go. Yeah. I got a feeling you're going to see both – Uzuma and Higby. I think they're both going to be playing. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, but if I'm giving an edge to one of them, it's the man with the hair. It's It's got to be Higby. I mean, look at the guy. Full of tattoos, long, dreamy hair. If you're, you're going, going with that guy. If, if you're going average in playoffs, man, Uzuma's beating him in receptions and yards per game. Yeah, but the question is, if you're Jonathan Skyline, are you going with the guy with the nice hair? I don't know with the, I, I, the nice hair. But I don't. He's picking based on football, buddy. He's picking on He's probably looking at something, little tight pants <laughs> there going on. Yeah. Nothing good going on there for his picks. Moving on to the disastrous offensive line. I mean, for me, I don't even have to look at numbers. You know, Joe Burrow, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Sacked nine times against Tennessee. Still managed to win. Uh, yeah, like the Rams are definitely my pick here, 100%. For Bengals O line, I literally wrote LOL <laughs> <laughs> because they can't fucking stop anything. So there wasn't even any point in writing down why they might have an advantage because they got fucking nothing. The Rams definitely have the advantage on O line. It's not even close. Yeah, I think this is going to be unanimous around the table here. I mean. Pro Football Focus has the Rams as the seventh-ranked offensive line, Bengals twentieth. Well, that's impressive. That's better than I thought they oh, were going to be ranked. It, it kind of surprised me, but then like I looked at, it, I found another spot because I was like, I, 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 I don't know. Okay, I'll check another one. The Undroppables had them, the Rams at third, the Bengals at twentieth. So shit, <laughs> consistency. They, they, it was pretty consistent. Now, hopefully, they they don't use Pro Football Focus to put their stats together. <laughs> no, but uh, the Rams only allowed 31 sacks this year, was tied for sixth in the league. Bengals allowed 55, which was actually 30th in the league. So I don't understand their 20th O line. <laughs> edge Rams, not even close. Yeah, I don't see how it's even a conversation you can even talk about. I mean, it's definitely the Rams, but. I will say, I think the Super Bowl is going to depend on whether the Bengals O-line can give him a little bit of time. If it does, I think they might win the Super Bowl. But 
Yeah, if you're giving the edge to a team, it's got to be the Rams. Well, he's going to get hit, so he may as well get over that. It's yeah. just a matter of if they can give him just enough time to at least release the ball before he's getting thrown to the turf. Just going to give him at least that much time. So, when talking about the defensive line, now, I know the Bengals' D's not terrible. It's not amazing. It's not terrible, though. Do they really match up against Vaughn Miller and... Uh, a really good guy. What's his name? Aaron Donald. <laughs> just slipped my mind. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald. I'm thinking that's who you meant. Yeah. They, 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 on paper, they don't. now. I don't. I don't know if they do anywhere. Um, right now, performance-wise, like I said, Hendrickson and Hubbard are O perform, and Donald and Miller. Right? Like all season or postseason? Postseason. Okay. Even uh, even regular season, like Hendrickson had a great year. Regular season. He he did, but that's one guy. Yeah, and then the, the Hubbard guy was right around 10 sacks this year. I think that's honestly the same kind of number Aaron Donald has. It's very similar numbers in the playoffs. The two of them are outperforming them five and a half sacks compared to three and a half. I mean, they're just the, Aaron Donald and Miller are definitely getting tons of pressure. They're just not hitting home. So it's like the stats don't tell everything. So to throw just throw back on the point there, uh, when Murph was talking about O-line, you know, the Rams ranked number three, I believe. Yes. According to the undroppables. Yeah. They were so, ranked third. You know, you got the third best O-line going against, you know, a couple of good guys on the Bengals side. And you got some real monsters going against the 20th ranked <laughs> offensive line. I don't care if your quarterback is sacked 51 fucking times. You're the worst O-line in football. I don't care what's that. And that's why, end of the day, if I'm giving an edge, it's still going to the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Because those guys are still studs. And they are literally are going to be like going through uh, tissue paper trying to get to that O-line. So Aaron Donald's going to take three guys, push them out of the way because they can't stop them. And then Vaughn Miller's going to just go around everybody. That's not even talking about the other guy they have there, uh, Floyd. Yeah, Leonard Floyd. Yeah, he's a fucking not bad either, man. Ten and a half sacks, yeah. sixty-five pressure. He hits the QB a lot too. So I mean, who the fuck's gonna stop him? Nobody. But it's not all about the counting stats and the sacks. No, everybody everybody focuses on sacks, and that's all they see. But since Miller joined the Rams in Week Ten, he leads the league in tackles for loss. And you want to know who's second? Aaron Donald. And tackles for loss. <laughs> yeah. So it's sounds like a good game for Mixon. I I I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think I think it's just just agreeing with what Mark said. The fact that the uh, offensive line is so porous in Cincy, I think the defensive line for the I'm giving the edge to the Rams. They're going to feast on that shitty ass offensive line. Like like I really do think like the Bengals haven't made it to the Super Bowl with a shitty D. Like they've shut down top-end offenses when they've had to. They've been you know, on break. They're a dependable defense, but I just I cannot pick them over that Rams D. They're just way too good. They picked up they picked off the $500 million man last week twice. Yeah. In key points of the game. And, I mean, moving into defensive backs, I mean, you're talking, like, Mike Hilton. You know, he had an all-right season. It wasn't anything special. You know, yeah, they had a couple picks. Yeah, they picked off Patrick Mahomes. But are any of them really any better than a Jalen Ramsey and old man Eric Weddle? Well, there's not too much stats on Eric Weddle because he didn't really exactly play a lot of games <laughs> this year. He was sitting on the coach for most of the season. And he openly he said in. that, too. He openly said that. 100%. He was on the coach. 100%. <laughs> but I mean, Jalen Ramsey, 
according to Pro Football Focus, is top 10 DB in every major counting stat that there is for a DB. So that's pretty fucking impressive. I mean, when he's going against the number one receiver all day. So it sounds like Jamire Chase is probably going to be in for a tough day against him. But, I mean, the Bengals also have, like, Eli Apple and Chidobia Awuzie. Like, they honestly, Pro Football Focus had both of them. Uh, Eli Apple was top 75 in all stats, and Awuzie was top 25. So, I mean, like, that's not top terrible. Se- top 75 is that nothing one, that, to write home about. That one's a little rough, but, I mean, that was just overall in every kind of – he was better in certain things than the stats-wise. He's But top, 25, top 25 is pretty good. Top 25 isn't bad. Definitely give you but the I top mean, 25. He didn't really get burnt by Tyreek Hill last week. I mean, seven receptions, 70 years. It's not really a massive game. That was just in the first half. Well, that's all That's all Hill had. I know, but that was just in the first half. Well, maybe he shut him down so fucking good in uh, that second half that just Hill didn't know what the fuck to do. Or they had to give him a lot of help to shut down Tyreek Hill. Well, nobody else really stepped up if they were shutting down. They were doubling Hill and nobody else came through. Kelsey had a decent second half. Yeah, but outside couple, of him. A couple catches. The whole Casey team shut down in the second half. So it's hard to say. Maybe Eli Apple walked the fuck up in the second half. I don't know. Maybe he did get a lot of help. But, I mean, like, they're still very serviceable DBs. But, end of the day, it's you're going with Jalen you're going with Jalen Ramsey and the Rams because Jalen Ramsey is going to shut down Jamar Chase most likely. Well, Jalen Ramsey has the pedigree. I mean, between him and Aaron Donald, those two have combined for 13 Pro Bowls. 10 All-Pro Honors, and three Defensive Player of the Year awards. Like, you got those two guys back there. I mean, anything can happen. I agree. Not even counting Von Miller yet with all the stats. Exactly. Former Super Bowl MVP himself. Yeah. You know, these guys are... uh, Sorry, I'm paying attention to the uh, accuracy shooting competition at the All-Star game. Okay, stop betting in the middle of the park. So... Who did you come to an agreement on? I said going with the Rams. I'm giving the Rams the edge too. I mean, Eli Apple's he started to turn into a pumpkin last week. I think he's going to continue. He's going to turn into a pumpkin, and he's going to go back to the uh, to his uh, early years and absolutely shit the bed. Very hey, possible. That's where I'm at with him. So uh, when it comes to special teams, you know, like. A sp- Special teams can win or lose Super Bowl. You see a lot of crazy things happen in the Super Bowl. You know, Evan McPherson, Matt Gay, you know, both both of them top kickers this year in the league. You know, is it a wash on them or is it? it I, I, I'm giving the kickers probably a wash. I'm still going to give the special teams edge to the Rams only because they have an all-pro kick returner on their team. Pal. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how much of a difference that really makes because most of the time the kicks go through the end zone. But yeah, special teams is kind of a waste now. I need to give it an edge somewhere, so I'm just I'm going to go. That's where I'm going with it. Edge there. Yeah, I mean McPherson, he's uh, he hasn't missed. He hasn't missed in the playoffs. No, you know, and every well every game outside of the wild card games have has been decided by three points. Kickers play a big yeah. Yeah. part. In the Super Bowl, in, in the play, in the playoffs in general, kickers are huge, man. You can't afford to lose points on the board by missing field goals and extra points. And a guy like Evan McPherson, man, just doesn't miss. When you have the confidence to say, "Okay, boys, we're going to the AFC Championship game before you fucking kick the field goal," that's some pretty big confidence right there. And uh, <laughs> he went through and he nailed that son of a bitch right afterwards. And I mean, it's been perfect. I have to put, I have to put the edge with the Bengals. I think. 
I mean, just that right there is amazing. Like you said, Pal is great, but I mean, like you said, most times it's in the back of the end zone. He'll touch it, what, twice a game maybe and get to the 30-yard line? Maybe somewhere's a little bit more if he's lucky? Yeah, I got to agree with Nick. I think this game is going to end up being decided by a field goal. I think there's a good chance this game's decided by a field goal. And if I'm putting my money on one of the two guys to kick the field goal and the pressure's on, I'm going with the guy that hit a 52-yard field goal to take the lead with six minutes left in the game. I think McPherson, same as Burrow, they both got ice in their veins. I would give the edge to McPherson. Too much of a Cinderella story. So running down through our picks, special teams is the only one that we picked the backers for. Now, leading into that point, uh, you know, who's your X Factor? Who who is going to change this game? Well, uh, I'll go with, uh, I think, X-Factor for the Rams. I have to go with Odell. I think Cooper Cup, they're going to try to do whatever they can to eat him up. And I just don't see them having, I don't see Stafford having the opportunities to throw to him as nearly as much as they did the last few games. But, I mean, he's going to find a way to get points. He's going to find a way to get yards. But I think I think Odell is gonna is gonna have the edge. Like I said earlier, I think he goes for over 100 yards and probably a couple of touchdowns. And <laughs> the X factor for Cincy, I mean, like I've said this a hundred times, but Joe Burrow sacked 51 times, nine times against the Titans. The X factor is definitely going to be that O line. That's going to decide the Super Bowl. Yeah, my X factor for the Rams is just the D line in general. Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, like how much can they get the Burrow? If they're in his face all day long, he's going to struggle. And it's going to be a rough game for him. You can't throw when you got monsters like that breathing down your neck 24-7. So I think that's the X factor for the Rams. For the Bengals, I got my boy Evan McPherson. I think he's going to have to hit a clutch field goal late in the game. He's going to man up and hit it, and that's could possibly be the deciding field goal. Yeah, I got the Rams O-line, actually, as the X factor for them. Uh, the Bengals D-line, decent numbers this year. And uh, Stafford basically has been a completely different person when he's under pressure from the D-line. So his offensive line is going to have to step up big time. I mean, he's amazing against the blitz. He's not good when the four-man front can get pressure on him. So if that offensive line can keep him upright, that's going to be good. I got the, uh, the Bengals X-Factor is going to be their defensive backs. I mean, I'm going with that. I think that uh, Chidobi, Awuzie, and Eli Apple are going to have their hands full with Cooper Cup and OBJ this week. And uh, if they can shut them down and their D-line can get through and put pressure on uh, Matthew Stafford, I think that uh, that's the way for the Bengals to win. Yeah, I think when talking with the Bengals X Factor, I gotta go Tyler Boyd. Now, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they're gonna line up against the best DBs from the Rams. And Tyler Boyd, who has been consistent, but he's almost the forgotten man among the receivers. T. Higgins, a lot more targets the last few weeks for sure. And for the Rams, it's I gotta go with the D line. If they get to Burrow, this game will be over. If yeah. they get to him, it will be done. Listen, you can't throw with those guys in your face 24-7. It's just impossible. I mean, it makes it super tough to find any targets when you got somebody 
right in front of you. Let's hope Burrow can scramble. <laughs> he, he, he had a couple good scrambles last well, week. He, he is he's, mobile, he, more than like, you think. He's got some eyes in the back of his head. He made a couple uh, real good plays, got away from uh, Jones, and he, he looked good. I mean, hopefully he doesn't scramble like Mahomes did. Or I was going to say, gonna gonna say exactly. <laughs> if you're going to scramble, go ahead and scramble. But, man, if they're on you, throw the ball away. There's no need to take sacks or unnecessary hits when they have you. Just throw it away and start fresh with the next down. Murph, what are some uh, key matchups for this Super Bowl? I mean, I X factor that I had there, the uh, Bengals DBs versus the uh, Rams wide receivers. That's a big one. Um, uh, like I said earlier, Eli Apple can't afford to turn into a pumpkin. Had a real bad first half last week covering Hill. I, I think he's got his hands full again with Cooper Cup, and uh, yeah, and the Rams ex or the Rams battle to watch the O line versus the D line. I, I think that's big. I say it, it's gonna it's gonna play a big factor in that game. So Zach Taylor used to work for Sean McVay. It's going to be the battle of the two youngest coaches ever to be in a Super Bowl. Uh, McVay coming off pretty poor showing in his last Super Bowl. Lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Will the offense get stunted again? What a snooze fest that game was. 13-3? Yeah. to three? Yeah. I can't see this Matt Stafford-led offense getting stunted like that Jared Goff one did. Jared Goff is the main reason that that offense didn't perform that year. And Stafford is not going to fucking come up playing like that. Alrighty. Scott, are there any, uh, any last things you just want to add here? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is this is the Bengals' first Super Bowl appearance since 1988 when they lost to the 49ers. And before the season started, the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game since 1990. And with that being said, the way Burrow has been a Cinderella story, some of the young guns they have on this team, Jamar Chase, uh, Evan McPherson, the production they've been getting out of T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Was anybody on this team even born when they were in the fucking Super Bowl? Uh, probably no, I not. Say, I was born in 88, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say yeah. these guys, luckily, if they were born in 95. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think all the cards are stacked against the Bengals. They've made it this far. They beat some hell of a good competition. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think. That's, so you think the Bengals? Are, I think are, the Bengals. Is, is that your pick? I think the O-line is going to stand up long enough for him to make probably a third quarter comeback, and they're going to win by a touchdown from or a field goal from Evan McPherson. I think the Bengals are playing with house money right now. They got nothing to fucking lose. Like nobody, nobody can tell me they picked them to get there. Nobody, you're a fucking liar. Liam, you're, you're a liar. Liam, Liam McLeod definitely oh, what, did. One of his five <laughs> fucking pools he put in. Congratulations, man. You can just pick every game that way. But I mean, yeah, nobody picked them to be there, so the pressure's really not on them. And it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a fairly close game. I just can't pick against the Rams, I don't think. I mean, i I, I got to lean with the Rams. They just have too many weapons on offense and defense. And I just don't know if the Bengals can overcome it. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Bengals are playing with house money. They're a young team. 
I, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule. I got the Rams. I, I Every week I've been saying I had the Rams at the start of the season. I had the Rams when the playoffs started. And I'm sticking with the Rams again. I think the Rams are going to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a relatively close score, but the game itself is not going to actually be close. I have the Rams winning 34-27, and they're never in real jeopardy of falling behind. So, And I I do want to point out, though, that the Bengals come into this game, I think they had uh, the second, I think they had the second worst odds of making the Super Bowl for a team that's ever made the Super Bowl. It was like plus 8,000 or something, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, not the the second worst team this season, but like, to yeah. be a team that's made the Super Bowl, they've with, those odds, with yeah. the odds that they had, that's the second worst yeah, ever. That's, that's called a real dark horse right there. Everybody <laughs> likes a dog. You know, we're just over a week out. We'll just make a quick little betting prop here. Over under. Oh, I, just, I just said it's 34 27. I'm not 100% sure what the over is set at. Yeah, I guess I can't I, see it being anywhere near I'm, I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah, it's it's over all day. I I see thirty four thirty one as the final score for myself. I yeah, it's definitely going to be the over. Yeah, right now the over set at forty nine and a half as we are recording, and I don't see how this doesn't hit fifty. I if I'm predicting a score, I'd probably go thirty twenty seven, and I think it's going to be pretty pretty dang close to a field goal making the difference. Uh, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Already, I mean personally, I got the Rams. I picked them in my playoff pool, and I'm sticking by them. Sorry, Joe Burrow. You're going to have lots of time. Lots of time. Oh, he's got that great young team. I mean, you guys are there. You're you're going to be one of the top teams going to the NFL next year. Easy. You know, better luck next time, kid. Matt Stafford bringing it home. And with that, that's the end of our Super Bowl preview, part one. Stay fucking degenerate.